Welcome to today's episode of Top Dogs. Unfortunately, today we do not have Fiction Boy with us. So for those of you listening who did not hear his voice, please wish him well as he is currently sick. And we are all sending him our absolute best. Um, I'm Sakura. Hey. I'm Stream Arcadad. I'm Whiplash Wolf. And today we have a very special guest with us, someone who is well known in the fandom for drawing some of the cutest furry art out there. We've seen his art from PNG tubers to emotes used on Twitch and wonderful art pieces all over Twitter and responsible for bringing us the tented dog species. That's right. Today we have Okami Kimono with us. Hello. Okami, how are you doing today? Tired. Con prep <laughs> for months. Right, you've got uh, Canference coming up. Yeah, in a few days. Nice. Well, let's get started with some questions here. Mm. Uh, you know, one thing that we do like to ask a lot of artists is, you know, what got you into art? Like, what was your inspiration? And, like, you know, what got you into furry art? Um, well, I grew up in a family of artists. Um, my dad is, well, my dad was a musician. Uh, um, and my mom was a graphic designer. And, uh... I guess I had like a trouble. Um, I had trouble speaking when I was uh, very young, so I used artwork to communicate to my parents and to those around me, um, like how I was feeling, what I was thinking, and it kind of just spirals. Like you know, as I can actually, I can, uh, I can you know convey my thoughts um, through artwork. So I decided to pursue that. Um, and I started to develop a style for myself and, uh, what got me into furry artwork? Um, well, I always had a thing for like, uh, furry, well, I guess animal comics, you know, cartoons like the, the old Disney cartoons, like, uh, Robin Hood or uh, lady in the tramp, you know, all those old, uh, style, uh, cartoons. And, um, I don't know, it kind, of, it kind of grew on me, so I decided to, like, you know, draw those characters out. And uh, over a period of time, my family introduced me to uh, anime. So um, I started to watch, like, a lot of animes. Like, uh, there was, uh, oh, God, what was it? Like, Sailor, um, there was a lot, uh, Sailor Moon. There was uh, Sherlock Hound. Um, and others, like, I, I can't really remember a lot of them though it's been so long ago but i started to get more and more into anime and then adapted my style to more like a, an anime uh, sub uh, sub style and started to grow from there and i didn't know i didn't really know about the furry fandom until i was in college until um you know during my freshman year of college um i um i was sitting right next to the student who was drawing basically furry artwork. And it's like, oh, you like drawing animals as well. And she said, like, this is furry artwork. And I was like, what is furry artwork? 
that's like i never heard of it i just heard of like anime artwork not furry artwork and she uh she told me about the fandom uh this was like back in the early 2000s so the fandom was still like relatively young back then um and uh she showed me like a lot of artists on uh vcl furry muck um and it's like you know what i like this i i really do like this style so i decided to slowly participate into it and um and yeah i uh had my own website where i did like human artwork with uh i guess uh, anime and uh uh animal artwork and then i went into vcl and that's where like uh the fandom really opened up to me very cool and so you've got uh your own kind of artwork that you do in a way i'm not sure the your business oh yes i don't i don't uh, understand what you're asking me <laughs> sorry <laughs> oh, i'm trying to include you in the conversation i'm sorry oh okay <laughs> sorry <laughs> no it's um, okay <laughs> <laughs> no, because I, I remember, because I, so here's why I'm a bit distracted, is because I feel like uh, Okami, I've heard his name before, and then I remember that you were a guest of honor at Fernal Equinox, is that a few years back, right? Uh, no, I was never a guest of honor at Fernal Equinox, I was a, I was a oh. guest of honor at what, uh, what the Fur? in quebec oh what the fur that is it yeah what sadly what the fur doesn't exist anymore because it was in montreal and sadly it didn't it, it failed but yes i remember uh you being a guest in honor there i'm actually from the area and i've been to the last what the fur there was before they shut down finally for the last time so yeah. I, I, I'm like, this name tells me something. I can't find it. <laughs> so I, I was like looking on my site to make sure I had the correct information. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, yeah, I was, uh, I was guest upon it. What the fur? Um, God, this was, uh, God, how, how long ago was it? I can't remember when I was guest upon it. What the fur? But I do remember it. Um, it, it was quite, it was quite the experience. It was probably like anywhere from 8 to 11 years ago, I'm pretty sure. Because that yeah. was the last time I did. I did a panel at What the Fur explaining how to make fursuits. Huh. Very cool. <laughs> My body was shifting. It's actually really cool. <laughs> yeah, small world. What about you, Whiplash? Do you do any kind of artwork in any kind of form, whether it be, you know, physical or digital or anything? When I was back in middle school, I used to draw Sonic stuff. And then I stopped doing it. I actually was pretty good at it as well. But... Games took over my life, so I stopped drawing. I can relate to that. This is one of the skill set that I don't have is drawing. I wish I would be able to draw. I can 3D model, I can program, I can 3D print, a sculpt. I can do a bunch of things, mostly avatar related stuff. I can do technical drawing, 3D models, parametric. The only thing I can't do is drawing and I wish drawing would be so useful because I'm currently working on a project right now and it does require an artist uh in my team and i wish i could have done everything on my own but like composing music uh drawing stuff is not really the thing i i'm able to do but um i i have high admiration for people that 
have that skill of being able to take something from their mind and put it onto a piece of paper and see all those details the shading there's so much work that goes into this and i have high respect for artists out there and i've seen your work and it's really impressive high quality stuff thank you <laughs> <laughs> and actually you know kind of going along the same here you know the positive response that you get from the furry fandom in regards to art like how has that impacted you as an artist um well, I was always self-conscious with my artwork, um, like uh, through ele like uh, through elementary school and high school, I didn't really get that much support over my art. Um, it was more like vandalized more than um, appreciated because I would draw these like large illustrations for uh, my teachers that I uh, that I admired and they would uh, hang it up uh, publicly on the walls. And th this was like during high school. So, of course, like kids in high, high school can just be like downright mean and they basically uh, defaced it they defaced all my artwork so um that, that really did discourage me a lot but as soon as i got into like um you know vcl um which is now which was basically like uh the for affinity back then like in back in the early 20s you know it's now an archive site um I got a lot more positive reinforcements from uh, people that I did not know who saw my artwork and they just loved it. So that uh, that that motivated me to continue to push forward. You know, it's like it wasn't um, it wasn't like a a lot of uh, like a lot of people uh, like um, sorry uh, commenting on my artwork, but it's just that you know um, you know just a, just a small little hey this is good artwork you know you do a good job you know keep keep at it that's what motivated me and i made a little friends here and there at, in the fandom and they also helped me as well so i i was really motivated by uh like the overwhelming positively uh positivity that the fandom actually gave me so i continued to draw and i enjoy it and like i enjoy drawing uh furry artwork you know my my teachers never really did understand furry artwork um that was my main style was basically like just drawing animals like i did humans and i did animals but i mostly did like animals and uh, and uh, animal anatomy and like my animation teacher my illustration teacher never thought that you know my style this furry style that i had would take me anywhere you know they said like you can't make a living off of this um this is basically like a dead end style it's kind of like the anime style you can't make a living doing like anime work um you know this and this was all in college this was all back in art college so well i mean that, that really did like set me back a lot because my teachers did not support me you know not a lot of students supported me um my parents did support me though they didn't understand the style uh, they didn't really understand the fandom that much but they still supported me because i was an artist you know they were both artists so they wanted to support another artist in the family um so I, I just continue to draw i continue to draw like what i love and i just i enjoy it let's say i know i've been to a lot of your streams and like every time that you know you have um your YCHs that come out you're on the spots like you get a really positive overwhelming uh following on all of that um, it's like a my, like my community is just amazing you know the people are just amazing here they're very very supportive you know they want to see people grow and 
and I, I encourage that. It's like you help me grow, now help other people grow. You know, and I want to help people grow as artists, like uh, especially like beginner artists that you know are kind of struggling finding their own voice within their style in the fandoms like right now it can be actually very very tough because um back then the furry fandom like back in the early 20s uh 2000 sorry it was young you know the fandom was very small um but now it exploded and you know it's i I feel like you know the art field is a lot more competitive than it was back then um so a lot of new artists are trying to find their own voice and try to find support and not a lot of them are, are getting that, you know, because they don't have that style that everyone likes. They don't have that quote unquote generic style. Um, but I was, like they show me their work and I tell them, like, you know what, this is good. Try doing this, this and that. And they try to grow from that. And their style just skyrockets, you know, because of positive reinforcements, positive support. So I, I, I like doing that because, you know, people are giving me that kind of positive support. So I want to share with other people. You mentioned earlier that you were kind of struggling at high school because people were, you know, vandalizing your artwork. Just generally speaking, I think high school is a really bad, like, metric to get an idea if something you're doing is good or not. Because usually kids at that age, young adults, um, and if anybody's going to stand out or be different, people are going to pick on them. So if you're, if my message for the viewers and listeners out there is if you're somebody that's still going at school and you're getting bullied or intimidated or people laugh at your artwork, ignore them, ignore them. Wait till you're an adult, find a community that will actually enjoy your work and you'll see that you are doing a lot better than you give yourself credit for. So give yourself mm. a chance. Don't let high school and other younger people judge you for your work. They're not worth your time. Just don't. Yeah, that's really, really true. You want to add anything, Whiplash? I mean, stream pretty much that correctly. Just enjoy what you do. You can always have critics on what you do in the first place, but you always push through it and just make it better. And just do what you like doing. That's the way life is. You just gotta push you the barriers. That's all really, really fantastic advice. Oh, so um, I did a bit of research. So you were a guest of honor for What the Fur in 2014, and it was the steampunk okay. theme that you were doing. And I remember making yes. when you did the artwork for that. It was really cool. <laughs> oh, thank you. Great work. Um, the the shirt though was like uh, that was a printing mistake you know it's like um if you remember the shirt it was black and white it was supposed to be in full color but something happened at the printers and it just uh tur- it just turned out like very very monochrome so but, oh, wow. um like well no a lot of people loved it they actually thought it looked better because it had that rustic feeling to it and uh, from what the head of the con actually told me those like those shirts were the first one to actually like sell out completely on like day two. Oh wow during, what the first, i've seen uh, a lot of people buy those shirts they were great you did amazing work on those i know a lot of people are still wearing them today so yeah. Um, I actually did shirts for a, another convention. Um, it was called uh, Fur Fright. This was back in uh, in Connecticut. Yeah. And uh, Fur Fright was actually my very first furry convention. It was. Um, it's like I heard of a furry convention that was happening near where I was living. 
And it's like, you know what? I want to actually go there and, and uh, see what they have to offer. And, you know, I went there as an attendee, and it was just amazing. There was like a uh, an art, a artist alley, a dealer's den, um, events and everything like that. So it's like that motivated me. It's just like, okay, maybe I can try my hand in selling merch stuff. So um, the, uh, the next year, I actually went there and became a dealer. And, of course, um, I barely made any sale, but it was just a wonderful experience started to get to the point where I uh, went there yearly and the head of the convention um, I, I, what was his name Bellic Bellic bear I think it was name was Bellic bear um, noticed me and he said that he wanted me to draw for the convention like when the when uh, conventions had like physical books physical uh, convention books and which had like a lot of artwork in it and stories and panels and everything like that Um so he wanted me to draw for draw for him, and of course I made these like large, like a eleven by fourteen poster sized illustrations that were shrunk down uh, for the um, for the book. But he loved them. He, he loved them so much. So I continued to draw for him. It got to the point where um, I wasn't GOH at what the uh, at uh, Fur Fight, but uh, he did make me draw two designs for the year uh, for that year's shirt. And um, one of them was for the con. The other one was for uh, the charity shirt. So, and I thought that was like just amazing. You know, it's like real confidence, like boost confidence uh, to myself. So, and he also nice. said that those shirts sold out on day one. They didn't have any left over. Oh my god! Wow, <laughs> that's yeah, great. It's a good proof you didn't. You're doing good work. That's amazing. Awesome. Congrats you just took me back. You just took me back to a time where we had artwork, you had pamphlets and books before <laughs> you had apps for the cons. Yeah. I remember my first one was 2014. I mean, the app is really convenient. I haven't been to a con in like five or six years. So having, when we went to what, FWA, it was really easy to find like, oh, I want to go to this panel and I could save it in my book and have a reminder. I thought it was super convenient, but I love how they did, they gave out a little passports and you put your... There's stuff in it, and it actually fits a real passport in it. I put my Canadian citizenship passport inside of my <laughs> what the fur passport. <laughs> they fit. Awesome. It's really cool. Holy cow. Now, speaking of, you know, your Twitch community and stuff, like, you do a lot in a year. You know, everything from being a full-time artist, Twitch streamer, convention dealer, and you're also, like, you know, a full-time father to your children. Like, how do you balance all of that? Um, a lot of patience. <laughs> um, I try to make a habit where, like, uh, we, we, uh, the kids go to school during a certain time. You know, it's like from uh, nine to four or nine, nine to three. And so during those times, that's when I work. And then when the kids come home, I try to like spend time with them. Um, or like if I'm really, really booked, I have to actually continue to work, you know. And so it's like with my uh, significant other, like uh, Sorianne, um, she helps me balance between like work and uh, taking care of the kids. So and I, I start to develop a routine for myself. So it's like I wake up, I, I uh, start working until uh, three o'clock, three or four o'clock, and then I have to go pick up the kids and then spend time with them and then have to cook dinner. 
and it's either they can just veg out on the couch with the TV on while I work, or I work while they watch TV. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm a workaholic. I can't stop working. But having kids allows me to actually push away from work and just spend time with them. So just as like it's it's great you know it's like i i feel like you know it's like i i, I don't really know like the right words for it but accomplished do you have That's like really cool, hobbies though. that you do you have hobbies that you get involved other than like twitch streaming like other things like uh, i don't know it could be like car mechanics making electronics uh it could be like knitting like do you have like little huh. side hobbies that you could pick and you can pick up really quickly just to you know change your mind a little bit yeah well i'm not a full-time streamer i don't want to be a full-time streamer um it's, it's, it's just way too much i i only stream like uh through like half the week wednesday thursday and friday um but when it comes to hobbies yeah i got a few hobbies like i like to collect uh, some manga here and there i i'm a i'm a huge av- uh, like a huge advocate for like dungeons and dragons so it's like i do a lot of like dungeons and dragons prep i'm in uh, two different games for uh, by two friends that happen like weekly um i go out for walks uh i cook um that's that's really about it but you know it's like again workaholic if i if i can't sit down it's like i need to draw something and that's like i, I need to draw and focus something unless D comes up it's like okay then D has priority after D is done okay it's like back to work back to drawing so it's like an orchestra you have to sequence everything just in the right time so it works yeah <laughs> Now, just out of curiosity, like, one of the styles that you're known for is, like, you know, your cutesy um, furry style. Like, what made you decide to get into that? Um, it made people, it made people happy. Like, it's, um, it was positive it, it had this positive feel that a lot of people liked um when i first started out like uh, when i when i was on a vcl i wasn't i did like a lot of furry artwork a lot of traditional furry artwork with a pen but it was very dark like it was very gothic style new noir you know kind of bloody very serious tone to it so um like it first started out as emotional art pieces like narrative emotional art pieces that's what i was known for is to is making these illustrations that told stories and they were often very sad stories about like real life like um anxiety depression breakup uh, uncertainty nervousness being scared you know stuff like that and a lot of people loved them and you know after a while it's like the dark thing did start to run a little bit old for me um so it was when i was working at uh, a coffee shop that i decided that i decided to try something cute and made this cute style like this little like more smaller characters uh probably a little bit more chubby uh, more cartoony like and then it kind of developed into a chibi style um so after that like a lot of people just love the chibi style they they love this certain chibi feel to it and they liked how it was different from everything else because it from what i explained to them it was basically i took like um what a fursuit looked like like with big head uh big body big hands and then the kind of like digi grade legs that's why they have really thick hips 
And it's like, you know, I'm going to turn that into a chibi style. And they, they loved it. You know, they, they liked that style. So I continued to develop it. And I continued to, like, find ways to express it. Uh, and one of the um, one of the things that I uh, did was, like, I incorporated that into, like, I went back to, like, doing um, emotional stuff. Um, because I felt like that was my strength. Because, like, I could draw, like, stories that, um, you know, that I've been through, that my, uh, that my friend's been through, and I can just put it into an illustration to, so people can look at it and feel like they're not alone, like they are not uh, alone with their problems or their thoughts, that there are other people out there that are going through the same thing, you know? So it's, so like, kind of therapeutic. Um, so I used the chippy style for that because I wanted to have it be, um, you know, welcoming, you know, cute, welcoming and colorful, but also has this kind of like adult undertone to it, this adult feel to it. So it's like people can appreciate the cute stuff, but they can also probably relate to the uh, real life stuff that's uh, that's happening in the picture. So after a while, I uh, did a series called uh, Lights of Chibi which is basically like just one one picture panel uh telling a small story about like either depression or life or about um self-consciousness relationships every, everything like that and uh it started to resonate with a lot of people so i continued it unfortunately um, like life and chibi like the comic right now hasn't really been updating that much because it's actually difficult for me to um draw life's chippy images because it's just it, it's it's not as easy as it looks it, it's like i need to be in the right mindset and the right emotion to actually draw something that would be very connecting to a lot of people so it does take a lot of emotional energy off of me to actually just sit down and think about something that you know can relate to like the majority of people but in a cutesy style um, before that, I did actually have a series called uh, Dear L. This was back in like VCL, early uh, FA years, where I did do something similar, but not with chibi style, with like full body or full grown antho style. And it was very, very adult like because pe it was just people writing to like someone named L. So, like, kind of like a Dear Abby kind of thing, like back when newspapers existed. Mm. You had articles of uh, people writing to like Dear M or Dear Mary, Dear um, uh, uh, April, stuff like that. Just one name. So, I decided to do the same thing and have these stories of people asking questions about things in life like are they beautiful enough you know it's like should they um like sleep around or it's like uh should they um should they be cautious like take caution to the wind they confusing about life they, they're just like i don't know what is happening in my life and i need answers so i'm asking you about it and the majority of them mm -hmm. were like from my own experience while some of them are from <clears throat> other people's experience so mm -hmm. i decided to illustrate them but um i mean that that's basically my voice i feel like i've actually went off topic here and i'm sorry <laughs> no 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 it's okay have anything you wanted to add to that the, you were mentioning earlier that you like to do those artwork where you explain kind of life stories and like dealing with you know you mentioned multiple subject depression anxiety social skills and stuff I respect that. It's it's kind of what I've been doing as well with my dad vice series is where I gather up personal experiences or stuff I I added around, and I try to make content out of that in, in the hopes to inspire people. And, 
and I find it really cool that you do that as well. Um, you know, life is not always easy, and it's it's it can be a real struggle. So it's it's good to be able to help out, share experience and knowledge, um, and respect for for you know trying to help out and try to do your best. And juggling with the being a father and doing all that that must be quite a lot of work as well. It is um, like my my own kids are like a good source of inspiration because like they are gonna they're gonna grow up like experiencing those things too. Um, I mean, it's like the educational system has changed a lot since I like since I was in school. So, but like my own kid is going to like. Um, like find out what bullying is or about like uh, self-identity you know especially now since like um i feel like society is a lot more open than it was like back in the 90s about your own identity about who you are because like back then i like i had to be very very closed very close a lot of people had to be closed off um i didn't come off at i didn't uh tell my parents that you know i was bisexual until like i was in college you know because i couldn't i couldn't address that while i was um you know in high school because it was frowned upon a lot uh, but you know hopefully my daughter would uh, have uh less struggle finding out who she who she is or who she wants to be in uh, her educational uh, life you know a lot easier than mine i'm curious how many kids do you have and how old are they if you don't mind answering uh, no, I don't mind. Um, my oldest one is my uh, stepdaughter, but uh, because I was um, be, uh, I was there early in her life until like now, it's like she is like my daughter. You know, I do call her my daughter, and I do have my biological daughter who is um, seven. My oldest one is um, in like twenty years old. So okay, thank you. Yeah. All right, I think it's that time. All right. <clears throat> do you want me to do the the part that fiction does or you want to do it? I do the whole part with I, fiction. I I th I think you'd be better at it than I would. I'm no fiction. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, guys. So remember to subscribe to our YouTube channel and hit that notification bell. Follow us on our audio platforms and leave us as a rating. That will help us a lot. Uh, you can also join our Discord and Telegram chat. Uh, and uh, link for all of these are in our link tree down below. Also, uh, hey, for the Top Dogs fan, yeah, it's down below in the comment section. Um, hey, Top Dogs fan, are you ready for an elevated fan experience? Discover exclusive perks by joining our server subscription on Discord or Patreon. For only $2.99 a month, become a podcast supporter. Unlock raw, unedited podcast episodes, access supporter meetups, and receive a unique custom paw emoji along, among other special goodies. Craving more? Then level up to our podcast supporter plus for $5.99 a month. Participate in episode voting, share your feedback, and experience the excitement of being in our live audience. Plus, get an insider's peek at our upcoming plans and merchandise. Remember, your support is our fuel to our fire. And while these subscriptions are optional, they significantly help us, help us grow. So join us, uh, so join us now and let's make Top Dog's journey even more phenomenal together. And uh, if you guys don't share with your friend, I think Whiplash is going to threaten you with something. Here it comes. One second, we get to it. Here it comes. Hey, hey.
<laughs> guess Here guess what? If you don't do it, I'm gonna I'm threaten you. Uh, where's that? I'm gonna I'm threaten you with a good time. <laughs> Isn't that what everybody wants? Be threatened by the big flash wolf with a good time. I was gonna say I'm just not gonna tell people just to be threatened by a good time. <laughs> I have time. a friend of mine, every time I say God. something it's negative or it's like a punishment, he's like, oh, don't threaten me with a good time. Like, why do you have to make it like that? <laughs> every single time you <laughs> have to make it awkward. I'm like, God damn it. I'm like, oh, if you don't stop talking, I'm going to slap you. It's like, oh, don't threaten me with a good time. I'm like, God damn it. Would you just stop talking? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I just played oh, with one just... of my friends. It's verbal rule 34, you know? I'm you not can sure literally turn anything in time. It looks like Colton's, Colton's trying to do a caramel right dancing back there. Like, <laughs> I, thought he was I, I could be horribly language. mistaken <laughs> about that. For a second, but... <laughs> he was trying to explain the song. <laughs> I want to say, hey oh, hey oh. We're getting off track. We need shenanigans throughout the episode. That's what makes it fun. Very much so. <laughs> uh, Alright, Okami. So we were talking earlier about you being guest of honor at like what the fur. And actually, um, you're about to be guest of honor at uh Canference. You know, how does it feel being guest of honor and knowing that like some of your artwork's gonna be like their official artwork? Um feel amazed by it um it's going to be on prints it's going to be on shirt uh shirt designs it's actually going to be on like real metal like they, they'll have like these uh medals for like i believe it's like benefactors or sponsors i think i believe um i mean it's great it's like uh so uh, it's not just me that's going to be guest of honor like sorian my significant other is also going to be guest of honor this is going to be her first time being guest of honor and there's also oh, a third wow. guest of honor which is a uh, dark bunny hot sauce or uh, uh uh belly they make hot sauce right they do make hot sauce yes yeah <laughs> we used to have them at home <laughs> my roommate <laughs> took them back with her <laughs> they're great Oh no! It's uh, whenever he goes to a convention, his table—no uh, pun intended—is always like the hot zone. He always sells out <laughs> on the second day. I love it. <laughs> That's great. But what's interesting <laughs> is that um, I believe this is going to be Canfern's first full family guest of honor uh, group because it's going to be me. It's going to be Soria and my significant other, and there's going to be Feli, who is a family member, but he's also uh, my daughter's godfather. Oh, wow. Nice. I don't I don't think they knew oh, that bundle. until like I did, uh, until we mentioned it. So, this is the second con you're going in Canada. Where are you based off? Um, well, I grew up in Massachusetts. Um, and then I uh, then after I uh met Sorianne, I decided to move to uh, Quebec. Oh, so you're in Quebec. Okay, we're in the same province then. That's cool. <laughs> That's why. Are you on or off island? I'm off island. I'm on the south shore of Montreal. Oh, oh, same here. Oh, nice. I hey, used to do a lot of parties when I... <laughs> yeah, I used, to, I used to organize a lot of furry parties. I was in Longueuil or St. Hubert, and then I moved to Chambly, actually, close to Brassard. Oh, really? Oh, nice. Well, hi, neighbor. <laughs> 
<laughs> that's awesome that's so cool man small world man crazy yeah it is <laughs> see it'd be so funny if you guys were in the same neighborhood and you didn't even know it oh he's like my neighbor he's going to like same restaurant and stuff you should come to my husband's restaurant where's your uh where's your husband's restaurant uh it's called it's called la croisée des chemins and it's in Chambly when you take the Highway 10, the first exit to go to Chambly. The first roundabout, it's right there. You look on your left, there's a terrasse. And there you can get microbreweries and stuff. And you can bring your whole family if you want to. Very friendly, family friendly. Is there a furry discount? Uh, sadly, no. But he's there. <laughs> still there's no furry discount, sadly. Okay. Uh, yeah, bring in a reference of to... your persona, you get a discount. <laughs> yeah if you show up well we do have um themes events sometimes going on like if you show up with a kilt or a costume or something depending on the night they can give you like a discount on a drink or a food or a combo or stuff like that but uh if you're the type of person that really loves microbreweries you're really going to enjoy the restaurant there otherwise we have fancy wines and spirits but um, I i'm drifting off subject if you can like send me the link yes uh, i'm gonna have to find you on telegram though do, do you have telegram I do have time. Okay, I'll, yes. I'll, okay, I'll find you. I'll send you the info there. Okay. Awesome. Sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, everyone. No, it's okay. If for those of you out in Canada, you now have the known address. Go check out uh, Streams Partners Restaurant. That closet is at the crossroad. <laughs> Translated. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now. One of the things that's kind of like very personal to me about your artwork is like, you know, a lot of people use your artwork for like their official branding. Like for me, for example, you, you, like I have you as my personal emo artist and on my Twitch page, all of my emotes belong to you. Now there, I know there are other streamers out there who, you know, like from their PNG tubers to their emotes to a lot of like the artwork that they have like on their screen is, you know, all artwork that you've done for them. So like, I guess, for you like how does it feel being the official artist for like a lot of these you know a lot of these names for a lot of these brands um i mean it's i'm i'm, I'm kind of i'm still kind of new to twitch like i've been on there for about a little over two years i used to go i used to stream on like picardo um before like uh, my friends actually got me into twitch because it is kind of like a better uh, platform especially if you want to grow as an artist and make like a, some money on the side um but like uh doing their uh doing like their avatars and uh, like uh, their png tubers or their drift tubers or like their emotes or alerts layout stuff like that i mean it's like it's great because it's being seen by a lot of people and they and they grow from that yeah oh that's awesome <laughs> So um, I, I I do like it. I mean I, I like using my own emotes uh, when I'm on other people's streams, especially like uh, emotes from other streamers, not just from my own channel. Because like every channel has like different emotes, so it's like different possibilities and a good way to promote. Especially with the low bouncies, the low bouncy animations I do. Like a lot of people like to use them a lot. I need to get a new one of those from you sometime. <laughs> 
I know uh, Zaraphiel, like he uses the uh, the PNG tuber you made him, or not the PNG, the gift tuber, quite often on his streams. Oh yeah, yeah, he he's not an innocent fox at all. <laughs> uh, no, it, no, he's great. Right. Like uh, he commissioned me like for everything. You know, it's like from like the emos to the uh, background to the GIF uh, uh, tuber to announcements like uh, to animations. Like he commissioned me for everything. I'm still working on everything uh, that he wants me to do. It's take it's taken me quite a while, but he loves it, and I feel like you know his own voice does actually feel right to the character that was animated. And he does give mm. off that certain vibe that, you know, resonates through the artwork. So he, he's using it very, very well. And I'm, I'm actually happy that, you know, he commissioned me and I had this opportunity to work with him to help his channel grow. Because his channel is growing very, very fast. And he's um, he tells me that it has to do a lot with, like, just the visual feel of his uh, stream. You know, it's like it's very welcoming. It's very warm. It's very lighthearted, you know, and... And he said, like, you know, it's because of you, my stream is growing. It's like, you're like, I, I'm not really sure how to, like, uh, really respond to that. You know, so instead of saying, like, you're welcome kind of thing. Like, thank you for commissioning me. So because I'm not really used to that kind of, um, um, you know, compliments, you know, because I, I'm mostly mm. just like, I, I, I just work i just draw you know it's like someone wants a piece of artwork i will give it to them and i would make sure that uh i give them what they really wanted and sometimes go beyond uh go beyond my um my, my skill use my skill set so but yeah. it's just it's just great to see like people like appreciate my artwork and enjoy my artwork to the point where it does help them grow as either a streamer or as an artist or as anything that they want to be so they're giving your artwork an extended purpose, I feel like. You're not just delivering a picture. They're actually using it for more than what its intended purpose is. They're using to uh, animate their streams, compliment, add logos. You know, it's it's really cool. I like that. Yeah. It's always interesting just to see them like... Uh... Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, uh, you, you sounded like you had a comment to the whole uh, not an innocent fox thing. Well, we're furry. Like, you know, you would know fandom. about being innocent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> none, of, none of us are. We're in the furry fandom. Like, 99.8% of us are not innocent. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm a pure. I'm a pure. We gotta give. We gotta give that. We gotta give it that antibacterial germix rating. Ninety nine point nine percent non innocent furries. I am as innocent as they come. God, I would love to have some of that because this fandom needs it. Somebody needs well, to patent you know, the anti-horny spray. But I'm getting off topic. I'm sorry. I mean, we do have a lot of young furries in, you know, in this community. And, you know, when they're young, you're a young adult. You know, the hormones are kicking in. So that's maybe why the horny spray is so useful. <laughs> oh, God. Yes, please. <laughs> it usually comes down around 25 or 26. Usually. I mean, I'm 28. It's finally killing. It's killing off for me. Thank God. It's starting to to slow down for me, and I'm 31. It's starting. 
it's been on a, a decline, and uh, I, I'm older than all of you, so... Well, except for... Well... <laughs> Damn, Dude, I don't calling. know how old they are. <laughs> I mean, He's gonna be by a couple of years, but I'm not saying by how much. To be fair, this means we say, all have knowledge, though. My husband is like almost turning 40, 40, and he has twice the drive as I do, and I'm younger. I'm like, how the hell do you do that? Incredible. He's not very vocal about it. He's very humble about it. He's not vocal. He's just. And does he show his affection versus vocalize it? He he's he's kind of shy to go forward with people. So he's he's he looks calm and like very tempered and very quiet. But it's later at the night that then stuff you know the wolves comes out as they say. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> All right, we should get back on topic. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that, everybody. <laughs> no, you, you were mentioning earlier that, you know, <laughs> we have this... Is it green <laughs> Colton's just like, please get back on topic. Stop talking about this. This is too much editing to do. I mean, he, he can whisper in her ears. He has the power to do that if we're going off top subject for too long. No? Yes, you can. You just he doesn't want to. He doesn't want to. He, does. he doesn't want to? Okay. Either that or he has his own wolfy <laughs> thoughts going right now. Oh yeah, he's trying to contain them. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> he's doing the head tilts. He's super adorable, actually. He's very cute. Yes. So I'll give you aww. <laughs> Those Play that in real life, too. <laughs> yeah. I'll give him head pets. Yes, please. Yes, I will. Hey, congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Let's keep going. <laughs> Now, you were saying earlier that, you know, like, we have this new generation of, like, artists coming into, like, you know, doing art and, you know, from young to old people wanting to start, maybe some veterans trying to pick stuff up. Like, you know, what advice would you want to give to, like, artists wanting to break into the industry? And, like, what kind of encouragement would you want to give them? Um, well, let's see. I, at first, like, well, the well, first thing is, like, um, if you want to be an artist, if you want to be a full-time artist, instead of just treating it as a hobby, you know, it never hurts to actually go to classes to study artwork, especially going to college. Um, I, look, I went to art college, you know, not, not to, uh, like, focus on furry artwork, but just to find out my own voice. You know, I went into, like, illustration, and then I went into animation, and then I got a degree, like a, a bachelor's degree in fine arts. And, um, you know, it's... it's it, every, like, every little thing, like, um, like every class that you take in, in, uh, in the art field, you know, will help. It will help you define your style. It will help you draw, like, anatomy and objects perspective drawing you know it's like it will teach you a lot of things there are some artists like i actually encountered a few furry artists that said that um going to art college was actually a waste of time and money and one of them actually worked for wizards of the coast um and it's like you know it's like she, uh, they can have their own um they can they have their own experience in uh 
how they like grew up as an artist like some didn't go to art school they felt like they didn't need it but for me personally i feel like it is an experience to go to art classes to go to art school um especially if like if you want to go into an art college if you're in the high school and it's like i want to do art but i don't know what college to go to and uh, you know go to art college um as for like the new ones in the new ones in the fandom you know because the fandom did grow like i said it did grow a lot like things have changed like back in the uh 2000s like early 2000s or uh, 1990s you know everything was all done traditionally you know it's like all the books were done like with uh pencil and paper and now today everything is digital um and i would say like start with the basics start with drawing on pencil and paper you know first and then go into digital artwork don't go straight into digital artwork because it's just that nostalgic feeling of just drawing on pa uh, paper and pencil you know get get like the very basic uh skills done before going into digital artwork um as for like finding your style i mean it's like everyone has their own style everyone uh is inspired by someone else's style my style was inspired by so many other artists throughout the years that are kind of like molded into my own art style um i know that um finding your style is extremely difficult because you don't know exactly what to draw and how to draw it um but take inspiration from like several artists like go through like your favorite artist and say like you know i like how he draws his eyes i like how he draws the body i like how he draws uh, the fur i like how he colors you know i like how he does the background get inspired by that don't like fully trace and claim it as yours but it's, like say it as inspiration because it's you trying to find your own voice you want to find a unique style that represents who you are and stands out i feel like a lot of artists now are just like mushing their styles into like this particular niche um not really much disney but more but i i don't know it's like it's a style that you see like all over the place like it's it seems like all the styles are just coming together and it's hard to actually pick out like who drew what because styles were so familiar like uh, for example um i've met a lot of artists who actually use like miles df style you know it's very uh boxy kind of style very colorful uh, very like um cgi generated and they're using that style as their own basis style so it's like it, it's like a lot of places i see it's just miles df style over the place it's not their style it's someone else's style so um definitely finding your own style uh find it make it look unique um if you really want to stand out you know have it like Draw something that hasn't been seen before. You know, something that resonates you. It's your own voice. And if you have a very unique voice, you will have a very unique style. You just need to mold it. This goes for like almost every single genre instead of artwork. You know, it's like there's drawing, there's music, there's writing, there's a uh, um, uh, first suit crafting. It's like everyone has their own style. But if you want your style, if you want to really be seen, you need to have a very unique style that is not that has not been seen before, either in a very long time or ever um the i feel like you know it's like competition in the fandom especially when it comes to creativity has grown a lot and it's harder for other artists to actually get their work out there because everyone is drawing now everyone is drawing for our work or making fur suits or doing animations everyone is now doing that and it's hard to like um get noticed unless you do a particular kind of topic or genre that a lot of people will just want to see and that's mostly like adult stuff you know, there's the the grown in uh, furry art, like a furry artist. You know, has more has touched more on the adult side 
of the furry fandom rather than like the safer work side so it's like especially like if you go into like uh twitter or uh um for affinity though a lot of artists are just doing a lot of uh, not safe for work stuff and they are getting noticed but i feel like you know it everyone is drawing not safe for work stuff you know so, and it, it, is, it is starting to become like the base of what furry art is you know it is kind of bothering because that also sends out a bad signal to those who don't know what furry is it did it did with my professors and it did with my parents because they they typed in like what's furry artwork and they all they see was porn you know so uh, they don't really see that much um you know they don't, they don't really see that much like clean stuff and so it's like i encourage people to just start you know doing safe work stuff because that's what the that's what the fandom needs you know they need like a style and art that is suitable for like all ages and except for like the after dark stuff so um you know just draw what you want to draw i'm not saying like uh don't do uh adult stuff you can do that if you want but you know it's like if you really want to stand out do like safe for work stuff find your own uh voice your own style you know your own coloring you know your own your own inspiration oh oh well he's dead or he became oh. a roomba <laughs> stream honey are you nope, yeah, he's remembering around he's nope, possessed nope. i lost my connection oh no all right, just a couple more things to wrap up here, Okabe. Um, like, what future projects do you have going right now, whether related to, you know, artwork or not? Like, what should we look forward to moving, you know, forward? Uh, I plan to actually take probably a month or two off to myself from working because I'm just running myself to the ground right now, always working, so I need to take a vacation to myself. During that vacation, I do plan to make a chibi comic, um... Because I want to go back into comic books again. I've uh, got two published so far, um, so I want to do another one. But in order for me to do that, I need to put a lot of focus into that. So I couldn't, I can't like juggle that in commissions at the same time. So there will be another comic. Um, there might be two comics, and one of them I actually might send to like Pixar for like I don't know, like a uh, narrative storyboard. Because I feel like if I did like a Lisa Chibi comic, you know, uh, and what Pixar does, so I definitely want to try to get into that kind of profession. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but just doing comics. I, I want to go back to doing comics. I want to draw like stuff from me again. Because I mean, I love my job. I love drawing for uh, my community. I love drawing for clients. But sometimes I just need a break to myself. But for the past couple of months, because it's been commission, uh, like uh, commissions, and then uh, convention, and then convention homework, and then commissions, and then another convention's coming up, and then I'll have convention homework to do. It's like, okay, I need some time to myself. So after the convention, after I'm done with the homeworks and commissions, I'm just going to do what I do, uh, my own projects. You heard that, everybody. Remember, burnout's a very real thing, so make sure that you have plenty of self-care. Take time off if you need eat it yeah i would definitely right. need that some time off because <laughs> i'm about to burn myself off <laughs> oh yeah i will that. next yeah. weekend next weekend i'm going on a paramotor yeah. flight so i'm gonna be good nice very cool yeah. all right um 
I guess, you know, last thing here, Okami, is, you know, how can people find you? Like, what platforms are you on? Like, you know, what, uh, where can they find you? Um, I'm on Twitter. I'm not calling it X. I'm calling it Twitter. Um, I'm on Twitter uh, called the OK Spot. So the OK Spot. I'm also on uh, for Affinity under O dash Kimono. Um, I am on uh, Facebook under Okami Kimono. I also have a Discord group um, where you can find the link uh, to the Discord group on my Lincoln tree. Um, I also have a DeviantArt account, but I don't post anything on there anymore. So, but the best places to like get in touch with me will, will be FA DeviantArt and uh, Discord. And then you also have your Twitch stream as well. I also, yep, that's right. I also have my Twitch stream under uh, Okami underscore Kimono, and I stream on Wednesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays. All right. Any final thoughts? Any final questions? How good is your French? Je ne parle pas beaucoup le français. <laughs> Not bad. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Whiplash? Final thoughts? Final comments? Any questions for our, for our guest of honor here? No, I think you had the questions laid played out pretty pretty well. Pretty thorough. All right, well, I, I hope that I did good as my first time as hostess. Hopefully this won't be the last time. But that'll do it for today's episode. Great. Okami, we can't thank you enough for taking the time to speak with us. We know things are, you know, pretty busy right now with the upcoming convention. So, like, you know, you being here, it it means a lot of us for you to take this time, to, you know, to come talk with us. And, you know, I'm sure I speak on everybody's behalf here when I say that, you know, we all wish you the best at the convention. Moving forward as an artist and, you know, for all of your, you know, future endeavors. So, until next time, Top Dogs fans. Stay creative and inspired. Good night. Have a good night. Have a good night.